0: Welcome back to Colin on Cars, where I chat about all things automotive. It's now that time of the year when companies reflect on the year past and make predictions for the future. Just last night, President Cyril Ramaphosa gave his State of the Nation Address, a two-hour monologue filled with fairly vague promises. And, well, that's not the subject of this podcast, so best I leave that alone. One state of things addressed that is eagerly awaited each year is the state of the motor industry analysis given by President and CEO of Toyota South Africa Motors, Andrew Kirby. And this took place earlier in the day prior to the government spotlight. Kirby was pretty upbeat, predicting an overall vehicle market for 2022 of 540,000 units, also using the occasion to outline the company's plans for carbon reduction emissions. Breakdown for this year's forecast includes 334,800 passenger models, 178,198 light commercial vehicles, as well as a total of 27,002 medium and heavy vehicles. He says the extrapolation 540,000 units, is based on a variety of socio-economic factors that do not bode well for the local motor industry, including the rising interest rate cycle, the strain taken by the agricultural sector due to heavy rainfall, the muted tourism recovery, as well as possible market instability owing to ANC leadership elections and wage negotiations. He added his forecast was maybe a little constrained and the industry could even sell more vehicles if the economy performed better than expected or if issues in the automotive supply chain were resolved. This year's guest speaker, the Chief Scientist of Toyota Motor Corporation and Chief Executive Officer of Toyota Research Institute, Dr. Gil Pratt, mapped out the company's global plans with regards to electrification and reduction of carbon emissions, as well as autonomous driving. We believe in battery electric vehicles, and we're investing heavily in them, he says. But we also believe the way to reduce more carbon emissions sooner is to employ diverse solutions. This is particularly important for mitigating climate change, because CO2 emissions accumulate globally and remain in the atmosphere for a long time. We need to reduce CO2 as much as possible, as soon as possible. Now, in December of 2021, the he- real head show of Toyota, Akio Toyota, announced Toyota will invest approximately $70 billion globally in electrified vehicles, including hybrid petrol, plug-in hybrid electric, fuel cell electric, and battery electric. He explained Toyota wants to prepare as many options as possible for its customers around the world, and he also announced Toyota plans to roll out 30 battery electric vehicle models by 2030, and that Lexus is aiming for 100% battery electric sales by 2035. There's also another reason why Toyota believes in a diversified approach to electrification, and it's a human reason. We want to give all people around the world, from all walks of life, the best tools to solve the global problem of climate change, says Pratt. Different people have different circumstances and different needs. Some live in areas with electrical grids powered by renewables. Others live in areas that will be powered by fossil fuels for some time. Some have convenient charging stations at home and others live in cities where that is more difficult. Some are wealthy, some are not. As a result, what is best for the average person or for any particular person is not best for every person. We need to supply the world with a diversity of tools. Toyota believes the best strategy today for reducing greenhouse gases is to offer a diverse portfolio of hybrid vehicles, battery, electric and fuel cells. Pratt conceded the manufacturer of products that reduce carbon emissions often emits some carbon as well, and this is generally true for solar cells and batteries. For example, a way to measure this phenomenon is to think of it like an investment, a carbon investment where we emit some carbon today in order to save more carbon from being emitted in the future. The term for this is CROI, carbon return on investment, and here is where it gets interesting. For batteries as a whole to reduce the most net carbon, we should try and maximise the CROI of every battery cell produced. If we produce a battery cell and never use it, its CROI will be zero, and it will end up making climate change worse. On the other hand, if we fully use the battery cell to reduce carbon, its CROI will be strongly positive, helping mitigate climate change. Kirby added the local market is not yet conducive for the adoption of battery electric vehicles, citing infrastructural shortcomings related to energy generation as well as high import duties. Simply put, load-shedding and the total failure of Eskim. Last year, the Department of Trade and Industry and Competition published a green paper on incentivising the local manufacture and purchase of new energy vehicles. It's hoped the policy would kick off soon after the white paper has been adopted in due course, he said. At the same time, Volvo Car Corporation presented its annual financial results analysis with President and CEO Harkin Samuelson outlining the excellent performance of the company and some of the changes as it moves its electrification process
1: forward. We had actually an all-time high in revenue, 282 million turnover, highest ever. Market share is also Almost double what we had ten years ago, also an all-time all high, and profitability 7.2 percent, the best ever. So, in that respect, I think it's it's definitely was a good year and and a year to be proud of. We saw a strong demand on sales, and and I mean. Uh, but have um, problems with uh, semiconductors, which has limited the volume. So without that, I would uh, be very sure that we could have had also a volume all-time high. Uh, We are on our way really to transform the company. 2030 is our commitment, we should uh, be fully electric. On that course, we had uh, the second car launched, the C40. Uh, very important also on the electrification transformation is Auro Bay. We have formed now all our conventional motors, uh, engines, combustion engines are transferred into a new company, Auro Bay, and it's not part of Volvo Cars Group anymore. And uh, last but not least, we have now established a joint venture. We join uh, Northvolt, both for R&D and production. And and that's really the new area, our new core competence batteries. And that uh, will be made here in uh, the western Sweden, close to to Gothenburg. Uh, Of course, also, we are very proud of our IPO, where we got around 200 new shareholders and I think that's really good for the structure and the future of the company to be scrutinized by investors every quarter.
0: While there have been a couple of new vehicle launches during January and early February, the two really significant ones are both imminent, being the all-new Ford Ranger that will be built in the company's Silverton plant near Pretoria and the equally new Isuzu D-MAX out of the Korberga plant. They are important because a significant uptake in light commercial sales is generally a barometer of business confidence and a growing economy. And believe me, we need all the confidence we can muster right now. That's it for this edition. Stay safe on the roads. bye